Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. All right, guys. Well, I don't know about you, but I get really overwhelmed by strategies on social media or digital marketing and SEO and trends that have anything to do with the way audiences are looking and buying these days. And um, it's one of those things that actually really overwhelms and frustrates me because for me, like it's just, it rips the spirit out of why I do what I do. Yet we have people on this planet that are really, really good at it. And that's why we're excited to bring our next guest Dr. David Tuhill. And what's so funny is he really is a doctor. And the reason he's a doctor is he went through school because he thought it was just what he was supposed to do based off what the world and his family told him to do. Yet deep down inside, he had these great desires for what God was telling him to do. And so now he's actually a very influential marketing strategist that works with some of the top names in the industries that need help with their digital marketing and um, strategic planning and decision-making and good copy for sales. But I just love his raw, real story on how he got to where he was and what he had to go through in order to discover it and how often we just kind of disrupt the divine order in our life because we go after what the world says we're supposed to be doing and we become conformist instead of doing the things that we were designed and gifted to do. So I hope you enjoy this as much as we enjoyed talking with him. He's a dear friend of ours, lives here in the Nashville area. And we hope that you get a chance to meet him at our live event, September 28th here at the AC Hotel in Nashville. And if you're interested in joining us, we would love if you go to turnedonlive.com and grab a ticket and meet us in person for the Turned On Live event, the first of its kind. So we hope you enjoy your episode here with Dr. David Tuhill, amazing human being, an incredibly intelligent doctor and digital marketing strategist. Welcome back to the Turned On podcast. As always, I'm joined by my amazing husband, David Nori. But Thank today, <laughs> today we are joined by a very special guest, someone that we have gotten to know a little bit here locally in Nashville and Dr. David Tuhill. Tell us a little Hello. about <laughs> the most pivotal pivotal moment of your life and what has you sitting across from us here today. Yeah, you know, it's the, that's a great question and I haven't I haven't had a lot of time to think about this, which is good because I think, you know, going back um, about three and a half years ago when I did become a doctor, I was standing in front of my graduation um, 
And I had spent about 10 years to get to that moment. My entire family was there. I'm one of one of 10 kids. So there's not and my nine siblings and their spouses were all there. Wow. And I remember I remember getting on stage and um and getting my diploma and just feeling that I was the most empty I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, I wasn't excited that my family was there. I wasn't really excited to be graduating. Um, and I'd kind of, you know, it was kind of a culmination of just kind of just hanging out with the wrong people, not really getting the, the best wisdom and guidance in my life up to that point um, to where I really just, I was just going through school because that was the next thing to do. And I don't, I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but, you know, for me up until that point in my life where I kind of really hadn't accepted God, had good quality friends, um, and just had good direction um, in my life, um, it really led to this place of just kind of just fear of what was next. And so it was like, I'm, I was in kind of that safe place while being in school. Um, and, you know, it was just that, that moment was when I graduated and, and it wasn't necessarily the moment where I knew what was going to be next. I, it just, it was that moment where I felt so empty that I said, what the world, you know, sees as success is not success. And I'm seeing this right now because, you know, I have all these job offers and all this, you know, this is a great opportunity, but I'm empty inside. Um, and so I just decided, hey, at that moment, I was going to make a change. Um, and then fast forward, you know, about four or five years later, you know, I, one thing I really started praying for was just really good friendships. Um, and those friendships brought um, both, you know, uh, you know, accountability for things like things like my faith and things like my relationships, but uh, then also in business and really finding out what my gift was. Um, and so with being a part of this new environment that, you know, allowed me to grow, it actually I actually ended up going from a doc, from being a doctor to um, being a digital marketing um, entrepreneur. Um, and I can honestly say, you know, it, this was maybe the second moment. I'll give you two moments. The second moment was, you know, about December of this year, business was going not so good. Life was, there's not a lot of like highlights in my life. And I could honestly say that I was the happiest I've ever been. Um, and it was kind of this transition of, and, and that now even looking back, it was like, life was pretty good at that point. But I, I think, you know, based on, um, where I was at that point, um, to be able to confidently say that, you know, life is not perfect, but I'm happy and content and I know who I am. Um, was that, that, that I would say is the biggest, most pivotal moment in my life. Wow. Wow. So, you know, that's a profound statement, David. And because I think a lot of people will be listening to this and saying, thank God somebody had said that because there's an old saying and it's so simple, but it's so true is you don't know until you know, right? Have you ever heard anybody mm -hmm. say that? You just don't know until yeah. you know. And as you're talking, I kind of reflecting on my own past, you know, I worked when I got out of school to become a journalist. Uh, so for 10 years of my life, I sat in a high school parking lot covering football games every Friday night, you know, trying to become an NFL writer. I eventually got there. It took me about 15 years. And I remember I was in it for about a year and a half before I realized, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. So we kind of have a similar experience there. So my question mm -hmm. for you is, you know, you said it was a safe place in school. And it's always safe when we're working our way to get there, but then becomes the real world where it's like, okay, I put the work in, now I'm here. That's when the safety net kind of gets pulled away and you're saying, is this really what I want to do? So take us from that moment. Um, how, did you, how did you start to make that conversion into happiness from saying, I'm going to be a doctor, my whole family's here, this is what 
the world said I would need to do versus this is what David wants to do. Yeah. And I would say the world, it's also my family. It's also the pressures of family. So, you know, if you're listening and you have that pressure of family to do something, you know, like, Hey, you need to do this. Or you, we expect you to do this. It was kind of eliminating that and saying, God, God, God is who I, you know, I, I hold my expectation, who holds my expectations. Yeah. And, um, and that was, I think that was the, the first shift. Um, and, you know, in specific, I just started praying Psalms every single morning. Mm. Um, so that's just one thing that I just started to do. Um, cause I, I, I read a, a book, um, about, you know, David, um, in the Bible and, um, and kind of his story of being anointed to when he was actually, when he actually perceived that he was, he was King. Um, and kind of that journey led me to realize like, I'm kind of David, you know, like, and I, I'm not going to go into what happened, you know, while pre, you know, graduation, but just wasn't a, it wasn't a great, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to show up, show the world that. And I think, you know, first was, was understanding that where, where I had come from was not where I was going and was, it wasn't who I was. Um, and then, you know, I think the biggest thing that the biggest advice I got was you're the average of the people you surround yourself with. And I know that's used, it's, it's used way too much, um, or way true. too often, Quite true. um, but way too, but very, very true. And I think actually when I had moved from graduation, I just organically had to find new friends because I went from moving, living in Atlanta back to Nashville and, and I did undergrad in Nashville, but all my undergrad friends had kind of moved away. And so I was kind of forced to have to find a new crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think that would probably be the, like the first step was finding that new crew. And, the, and the, it wasn't just new friends. Like I wouldn't call my friends friends. They're like, it's different than even close friends. They're people that I could, you know, that help me grow in every single area of my life. And I think, you know, what I've seen even with other friends that I've had is where they've kind of run into trouble and where I ran into trouble was, um, you know, I want to, I want to have a successful relationship, but I'm hanging out with a guy that's been divorced five times, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being divorced five times, but it's, you know, and, and you know, or I'm following someone on Instagram that um, has some cool things or talks about business or certain things. But the truth is, is their actual life in real life is not something that I would want. Um, and so I found people that really like were genuinely just, you know, who they say they, who they said they were. And they could, they would just, you know, there was no filter on, cause, because I knew they cared and because we had a common faith in God, I, there was no filter on what they said to me. I mean, they were ha- yeah. like it, both in business and in life. And that's really what ended up ch- changing. You know, I think it's tough to be, you know, a human in this culture with everything that's going on while also hating what you, what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of helped me find what I was best at. I think that's another benefit of having good friends is they found what, what I was best at. And they kind of helped guide me on the journey. They kept me accountable to get to pray and to be, you know, to be, to, to, get to church and, and things like that. Um, but I would say that that was kind of that, it was the friendships really that kind of the really quality friendships and people that were pulling me up when I was down um, that kind of led me to that point where it wasn't money or fame or, or a career or, you know, my financial month that mattered. And that's why that was kind of at that point in December, it was that it didn't matter anymore. Um, and it was important, but it didn't matter. Um, compared to the other things. So how do you look back at that time? Because I think most people will look back at that time with regret um, as if they've wasted it. And I think that's the initial feeling is, geez, I just wasted mm-hmm. 10 years of my life for something I'll never do or use. But I think eventually it comes back around. Like you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you tell me 
how that 10 years of studying to be a doctor, even though you're not practicing, has helped you now? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the number one question I get when I meet people is like, so what do you do? I say what I do. And they're like, are you pissed that you spent $400,000 to be a doctor? And, uh, and, and honestly, I had to really think about it at first. But the truth is, is I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. Because, um, you know, before I went to school, I mean, like in high school, I was like a C student. And I somehow finagled my way, did all the prerequisite credits, did like went to two different schools just so I could get into, into medical school. Um, and I think school taught me how to be on time, how to hit deadlines, how to create really good work. When I did my thesis, like really like put together big projects. Um, it also introduced me to different people that are who are some of my closest friends today was just that, that journey. Um, and it also gave me a platform, you know, I do digital consulting, but I do it in the health space. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, and I can relate to it. And I, and I, I want to bring back the story of David just one more time, because the, like, if you guys are familiar with, you know, the story of, um, of, of, uh, David, you know, he was working the fields, you know, when they, when they came in and then he, he like served so many people before he got to the point where he was King. And so like, when I read that story, I was like, great. I just need to keep like serving more people until I get to the point where it's my time. And like, if that time never happens in this life, that's great. Like I'm happy to be, and that's something that's just me. I think it's maybe unique about some people is that like, I don't need the spotlight. Um, I like to be, I like to play the background role. So like, even when I step into the spot, it's kind of like, um, but to get back to your question, I think, you know, absolutely. It's, uh, going through school was so important in, in making me who I was and getting through problems, um, on my own. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I could never be in school for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, like it was definitely a time of refinement. Well, I think that's the number one Thing that I think we take away from this first segment of this interview right now is listeners, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing or what hallway you're in, faith, family, business, or your health, whatever you're doing right now, don't look back on it with regret because experience is the greatest teacher. And you're going to be using, even if you're not in the job that you want, you're going to be using that experience in the future. So everything is a learning experience, right, Ange? Well, you know, even where you are right now, you know, to the listener, uh, and, and being grateful for that and really honing in on the things that you do well, because those talents, those skills are going to be something that gets cross pollinated, that God will cross pollinate to where you want to be, where potentially you will be anointed, um, and, and have uh, utilization of those gifts. And, and you're a beautiful example of that. I love what you just shared. I also loved, you know, something that you had said, and I want to keep bringing this to the listener's attention because we talk about it a lot. Uh, and it's the disruption of divine order. And uh, one of the examples that you gave was prime in saying that, you know, you were hanging out with, with people that, um, you know, might be very successful in one area of their life, but perhaps underneath their roof in the privacy of their home, things are falling apart. And it's, it's not a judgment. It's a discernment of the standard that you want to hold for your life. If relationships and health uh, and faith and, and business are all important to you, then the people that you're around, you know, the majority of the time, which we like to call the core four, uh, should probably tick those boxes pretty well because you're going to need them to challenge you. Right. And I'm assuming that this, this group of people that you're now around challenges you, they challenged you, they questioned you, they, they pushed you a little bit further. They didn't just pat you on the back and, 
and tell you to go do the thing that culturally seems acceptable. And, and I think that's obviously what propelled you to where you are. So kind of, you know, share with us a little bit about those relationships. And I'm really curious, you know, how you uncovered those gifts, because after spending 10 years, you know, in a, in medical school, um, and then obviously going into the digital marketing space, like it seems like such a big leap. What did they see and how did they pull that out in you for you to say, hey, I'm going to come into agreement with that because you're absolutely right. Yeah, so halfway through um, grad school, I started a digital marketing company in school just to like make some money on the weekends. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it. It's funny, actually, it kind of trend. I loved working on computers and working with computers. Um, and then I also loved marketing. I loved like, you know, being able to get, you know, put out a Facebook ad and get someone to show up at a place, you know, and, it, and it's like was relatively easy back in the day. Um, so I got into that. Um, and, and then it, it kind of evolved and I started doing, you know, design. I pretty much played every position on the field. And this is funny because as being the ninth out of 10 kids, you kind of see what everybody else is doing and you kind of figure out how everything works. Right. And you kind of figure out how all the relationships work and how all these things work together because you're just watching everything, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started to learn. Um, I just started to work in so many different areas to kind of see what I was good at. And I think that that's one thing that I think is important um, to understand that is, you know, for me, I never had I never had an opportunity to experience other industries other than school. Like I was in school from like age four until age 26. Like that was, I was just in school and it wasn't like I could have like a lot of free. So this is like my first opportunity to kind of check out these other, you know, use other skills. Yeah. Um, and then I was studying a lot about the brain and how the brain works. I did a, a diplomat in functional neurology where I was working on that. And, um, and so I learned kind of how the brain work, how people make decisions. And that really helped with the marketing. Um, and then when I got out of school, by the time I got out of school, we had, we had quite a few employees actually. And we were, we were running a pretty well oiled machine and so when I got out, I kind of was like, that's where like maybe partly why I had that kind of emptiness was like, what should I focus on? What should I do? And so I went into practice and my friend Josh, Josh Axe, um, said, hey, dude, you know, why don't you, why don't you come work with us part-timer and like start migrating more with us? And they were doing some great stuff at the time. Um, and this was, I mean, this is a, this was many, many conversations and hey, you're really good at that or you try something. Um, and you, you get a good result. And I think, you know, that was where the encouragement came in was, man, this is really good. Like when you're working with, and like, you know, some of my friends do really well in business um, and they looked at it and like, wow, this is really good stuff. Um, so I just continued doing more of it. Um, and that's kind of where it led to that. I think, you know, for a lot of us, um, you know, you uh, made a point where you, you were talking about nurturing and kind of nurturing different gifts and different, um, different talents. I think, it's important to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And I was basically saying, hey, I'm going to focus on school and doing the digital stuff. And I was kind of split between the two constantly. And it's almost like watering two trees and caring for two trees. And they have different wants and needs. Um, but none, none of them ever are going to ever going to get to the height of where they, they, they could be if, unless it, if you actually had actually focused on that one specific thing. Um, and so I think, you know, once I got kind of got onto the digital marketing side that, you know, everybody that was kind of where the encouragement came from. And, and I was, I was a good, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm a chiropractor, I'm a sports chiropractor. I'll adjust you. I'm a pretty good adjuster. Um, so it was, doesn't mean that I'm not skilled. Um, in that it was just not what my calling was. Maybe we could talk about that in a little bit, but like, and one of the things that, you know, my, my current friends really helped me with is what's your calling, 
Are you spending time in the morning really visioning what God wants for you in your life? Because that your actions of whether it's job, family, you know, your, your, your career, your health, all that is going to reflect what the vision you have for your life, right? And really what God's vision is for your life. Yeah. Um, and so like spending time every day in the morning, um, really downloading that vision, like I'll just spend five minutes, close my eyes, have coffee and put on some, you know, some, some music. Um, and just like literally visualizing, visualizing like what I see, where I'm living, where, what people I'm serving and like just really thinking about that. It changed because like I wasn't seeing like when I started to vision, I wasn't seeing the patients in the office as much as I would. I love to give them and to help them. Um, I was seeing these. I was seeing you know someone else, and we can kind of talk about what my my business is about maybe in a little bit. Okay, I love it. Um, you know, you said something very early on. You talked about Psalms, um, and, and it's been coming up. I was reading yesterday, reading Psalms yesterday morning. Uh, a guest we had on recently was talking about Psalms as well, um, and. One of the first, very first Psalms is one four, uh, one three. The person is like tr a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. So you just made a reference to trees. And being around the water, I feel like it's being around those people that you were talking about that add to your life. Because we know uh, seeds that are planted that fall onto different areas, right? Mm -hmm. not be the right. That grow. It's good. So in your faith journey, um, when did you surrender? Because... I know stress has so much to do in our society these days. Stress lives everywhere and people, it's, it's hurting people. So we, we talk about your health journey. Stress is one of the greatest causes of disease and death. So there's probably some point where the stress of like $400,000, 10 years, and then the surrendering to God, you know, put the right people around me so this tree can grow and, and then yield fruit. So if we talk about now the health journey and where you're going into now, was there stress point? When did you surrender or, or did, was it very easy for you maybe? Yeah, it was, it was, this is a good, this is a good story. So it was actually when I got a letter from the IRS. So I had switched over from, um, you know, doing, so switched over. That's a good headline. I got a letter from the IRS. I switched over from working, working for someone as a doctor and really, you know, getting my business because you know, you know in business you kind of when you first kind of start up it's like hey here's 50 bucks to do this here's but then it turns into this real thing where you know you have to so I had not tracked everything correctly and I it's it was actually like from earlier it was actually from 2016 um, and this is all declassified now so you guys can hear this because there's a there's a happy ending um, but I I um, you know they, they were coming after me for some taxes I missed 2016 for somewhere around forty thousand um, dollars and so I get this letter in the mail and I'm like wow and like, I also uh, broke up with my girlfriend the week before um, and business was not going well. Um, and I remember just being like, I have no control. Like there's, what can I do here? Like I, I, that was everything I had in the bank. Like I had, you know, it was just, it was one of those things. If you had that rock bottom moment, you know what I'm talking about where you're just like, I can't do anything here. Like there's nothing I can do. Um, and that's where I, I, like, I remember that moment at my house when God was like, just, just like read the Bible. And like, I started just like reading the Bible and honestly for probably like six days, I didn't work very much. I just like read the Bible and like, I could just hear God speaking to me. Like when I was visualizing, I was doing it in the morning, but it was kind of like this kind of dumb thing. I was like actually seeing it. And like the crazy thing is, is I said, God, if this is going to happen, like I'll give it all to you, but you got to figure this out for me. Um, and I remember like two days later, 
I got a call from somebody, actually this is for, uh, through a friend of mine, got a call from somebody that needed me to work with him for three days. And it was for the, almost the exact amount that, I'm sorry, I missed a step in the story. I, I got connected with someone that was able to lower the payment by about half. And then I got a call three days later uh, with a client that wanted me to do work with him for three days for the exact amount that my tax bill was, which wow. was around $17,000. Wow. Um, and so that all happened. And it was kind of like God saying like, Hey, this is like, I did this in three days, but like, let's, let's, let's get back on a regular routine. Like that's a lot of stuff <laughs> in three days. And I, it was one of those things where I was just like, crap, you know, like there's, there, there's some truth to this, you know, because yeah. I didn't do anything. It wasn't like I like call, you know, had a certain connect and certain things happened. Um, it was, you know, th- it was that moment. Um, and I think when all these other distractions are kind of to the side and you're just you and you have nothing left, it's kind of like God has a tendency to work again, back to David's story, but, um, so yeah. Well, what's, um, there's a couple of things you mentioned, you know, talking about your calling. And I think this is something that so many people do struggle with. Um, maybe they, they are in a nine to five. Maybe they're a doctor. Maybe they're uh, a stay at home. And they're sitting there going, what, what is my calling? You know, people always talk about work in your purpose, work in your passion, um, work within your gifts, work in your calling. And people struggle with, I don't, I don't even know what that is. So I would love to hear how A, that got revealed to you. Um, and, and B, you are in digital marketing, which couldn't be more surgical and strategic uh, in terms of the world's mm-hmm. eyes. I mean, it's a very, very strategic fast industry, moving. fast moving, constantly changing uh, algorithms, language, copy, all of it. And, mm-hmm. um, many people, um, again, the, dis- the disruption of the divine order doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just sort of how we see things in our flesh. So, oh, I just, I need the strategy right now and all will be fixed. But for you, you had all the strategies, yet you still got to a point of that, that brokenness. And what happened there was the spirit came first. Like mm-hmm. the spirit was before the strategy ever really worked. Right. And taking you into a place of six days, you know, in the word where, by, where the God spoke to you. Um, I know I gave you two questions there, but you know, in terms of your calling and in terms of the spirit before the strategy, I would love to hear um, a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I I talked a little bit about this, you know, a a few minutes ago, you know, knowing who you are. Um, But then I think also, um, you know, God has the ability to put things in your heart, like in your heart and in your mind and the ability to move things when you're in alignment with him. Um, so I don't, I also don't think that there's one specific thing that everybody in this world could, like, could do. You know, I think that there's a lot of different areas we could work, but I think um, the biggest thing was just, you know, being in, al- being in alignment, I think really, I mean, just being in alignment with, with w- what I knew God wanted for me in my life. I think eliminating other things And we talked about, you know, having friends and different people that encourage you and that keep you accountable. Um, that was a huge part of it as well. Um, but I think, you know, for so many people and, 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 and I'll kind of dive into, you know, why I got into the digital side, um, it kind of started off as, Hey, this is, you know, wh- where my gifts are. And I think that's kind of the first step is like, wow, I have like some really unique gifts, whether you're a singer, whether you, you know, you, you can help guide people. You're a, you're a fitness instructor. Um, I had, I, I was kind of like 
learning what my what kind of what my unique gifts were. Um, but I think that you know one of the things that was downloaded to me kind of in, in this during that si- those six days was that like my purpose was to help young people you know young to you know younger adults discover what their what their god-given gift was like what their what their purpose was to um on this earth and i think that's kind of what changed you know so like i've actually my business now is really more consulting um and i have a you know a business with um a friend of mine andrew east and we really our goal is to really help young people find out what their god-given gifts are um and so like that was kind of this download from God at like that came at that point. Um, and then that was probably, you know, a year ago, a little over a year ago. And then where we're at now, um, you know, where we're really, we have, we have over 400 students and we're able to help them uncover what their gifts are. Um, so it's kind of funny because, oh, go ahead. Well, my, my question is because I think a lot of people will want to say, hey, you know, my gift is talking or my gift is connecting people. What you do is cool because you've been successful at it. Mm-hmm. With gifts comes the work too, and I think that's that's where sometimes people are like, well, I just want to, I just want to see the end result. Tell right. us a little bit about what goes into the work, the things that people don't see. Yeah, yeah, I think you know the first the first thing is is I mean if I were going to give you know advice would be seek wise counsel. So if you want to if you feel like you have a gifting in a certain area, go find other people that you feel like have a similar gift and follow them, reach out to them, give them a call. And you don't need to reach out to the person that has 20 million followers right away. Find someone in your local community. Maybe you want to um you know you want to start a store, or you want to start a supplement line or you want to be a, a health coach. Um, and that's so that's what I did. You know, I really started to look at hey how do the, how are these businesses run successfully? Um, and started to model them. I think we all try to start from ground zero, but the truth is you can start from, you can look at what other people have done and start there and build yours. Even if you're building a basic website or something, you know, I, you can start with what someone else has built and create your own. Um, so that was kind of the first step and kind of look through it. And I mean, honestly, in hindsight, I'd probably would have done it a little bit differently, but the truth is um, I made a lot of mistakes but less mistakes because I was modeling others and I was seeking wise counsel. So before I made big decisions, I didn't just make them because that's what I did in the past. Um, but now it's, you know, that this is what I would recommend you do now is seek wise counsel before making big decisions and modeling others. And that's, that's kind of what, you know, and then you're working and you're working, you know, you're working late nights, you know, early mornings. Um, but as long as you're, you know, you're in alignment with, and I think that when you're on God's mission, you, it, you get an extra, level of energy. I would absolutely agree with that. I think if, if you listen to that voice and we're, and we're patient enough, but still putting in the work. So, you mm-hmm. know, people sometimes confuse that. Well, I'm just going to sit back on my couch and listen to God. And then, you know, God's not going to necessarily bang down the front door, pull you off the couch and say, it's time to get going. So there's an equal amount of, I'm going to listen to him, but when I hear it, I'm going to take action. And then the part where I'm seeing from you maybe, and you can clarify this is it's, there must have been something about your personality, the way you carried yourself and the way you approach these people, because you just don't you just don't find yourself surrounded by these people by going up to them saying, Hey, yeah. you know, pick me. They must have saw something in you. So what would you say to somebody right now who wanted your advice? What would you look for in the way they carry themselves, the way they approached you? Um, is it is it more about yep. you, you know, their persona? Is it more about their class or their manners? Yeah, I think 
again, I'm going to go right back to it is who, who, who directed you to go there. So like if, if, if I am getting my directions from God and I go to someone, you can go with, it's a different level of confidence when God gives you the mission than when you're just like, Oh, I want to reach out to this person to get a shout out or this person likes makes a lot of money. I'd like to be affiliated with them. I think that, you know, when you're looking for quality, like when you're looking for quality friendships, you have to become that person. They say that in relationships, like become who you want your partner to be, but you have to become who the, like who the friendships you are. And again, it's, it's a process, but I think, you know, one of the things is when, when you have that anointing and then also you, you become that person, you're actually, they're, they're attracted to you just as much as you're attracted to them. Um, because they see where you can help them grow and you see where you, so like for me, you know, um, relationships is where I need a lot of help and growth. Right. And, and just because I'm not married yet, you know, and, and I, and I, I hope to be, um, one day. And so like seeking out friendships that are, have very strong marriages. Right. But I'm really good at digital marketing. They're really good at their marriage, but they stink at digital marketing. That's like, that's also a way where you can create collaboration, uh, um, which turn I believe cl- it starts with collaboration and it turns into friendship oftentimes. Um, and so that's kind of, I guess how I did it or how, you know, but I don't think there's like a formula of like, say this, say this, say this. I think it's be who, you you know, become who you would want, who that person would want to be friends with. And it doesn't need to be, you don't need to make a ton of money. Like, I I think that like one thing that I noticed about my friend group is like, we, my closest four friends are, I'm 29. My, my oldest friends is 40, friend is 42. Uh, My youngest friend is 25 out of those four. And they range from making half a million dollars to hundreds of million dollars of millions of dollars. So it doesn't necessarily mean like you have to average the average of the four you hang out with. They hang out with certain people hang out with different people because of what value they give to your life. And so like when I go to my friends, like it's, I, I go to approach the relationship is as what can I do to help you become who you were meant to be? Yeah. And they approach the relationship with how can I help you become who you were meant to be? I love that. And we call that an energy exchange or, or it's reciprocal. And even in the the core four, we teach the same thing in terms of people that challenge you also, where can you reciprocate? You know, and I, um, often, and especially the way things are, um, structured in, you know, in, in culture is it's a lot of what can this person do for me? Um, what can I gain from them? If I just can, latch onto the coattails of this person because of this many followers or this much success. And, and then we idolize, you know, we idolize, uh, another human being and there's no reciprocation in that. Um, and it also, it, it's just, it's not the right transaction. It's too transactional. As a matter of fact, it's not really yep. at all. Yeah. Uh, so, so I absolutely love what you just shared. And I mean, it's exactly what turning on turning on is really all about is, you know, turning on your relationships, turning on so that you can turn on your gifts so that you can uh, turn on your, your health. I'm sure in those areas of your life that you're connected with these people, they also um, encourage you to have a healthy lifestyle, encourage you uh, to, to be the best you can be personally. And that's really, I think what David and I are trying to really get out there as well in our ministry. Well, yeah, I, one thing on the health side too is like, it, that's a really good example. It's, it's, it applies to health and applies to faith is, you know, if you're spending, you're, if you're going out till two o'clock in the morning, I know it, you're going out to two o'clock in the morning, you know, having fun. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong, just you're having fun. Um, but your friends get up at nine o'clock on Saturday morning and we, um, 
go for a run and then have fellowship together. We have lunch together. You're less likely to go out on that Friday night, but I think it's also from a, on a faith side, um, you're less likely to do certain things or, or, you know, approach certain things um, that would be, that would be, you know, destructive to you if you're, you know, in the company of people that would, that, you know, would not do that. You know, if you're in the company of people that would do that, then you're more likely to justify it. Yeah. The hard thing is when people will either want to come into your group and, and you know, you said this, what, when we first met you, what did you call it? Your, uh, your wolf pack. Oh, the wolf pack. I just did a post on that. The wolf pack. So, um, David and I were talking about, um, the movie, uh, Hangover. Hangover, yeah. where the guy calls it the wolf pack. And to let somebody into your wolf pack, you know, there's a lot of people who want to get in or come out, but it's not saying they all have to be identical because we need people that, like you said, David, give us range and provide different things. But at the same point, we can't have somebody come into the wolf pack that disrupts it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is going to be, for lack of a better term, a cancer to the culture that you've established. So, there's a fine line there because you want to be able to expand your sphere of influence. You want to be able to expand your circle of influence and your friends. But at the same point, we have to be very discerning because not everybody has the same intentions. And when you develop a culture either in your marriage, like we have, or a culture within your friendship, that's something that you want to protect. Right. So can you talk to us a little about how you manage discernment with uh, really expanding your circle of influence? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a difference between someone being a good person and even someone that's on purpose and doing their thing and someone that is all of that, but on purpose with the same things that you're on purpose with. So like, for example, with us, um, we all have a, like, it's actually kind of crazy as we've gotten to know each other. And then even when I bring, you know, when I bring new friends in, it's crazy how God brings in people that are like vital to your mission on earth. You know, so like, it's, so. it's like, there's so many things that we share in common that were like, like, even when I mentioned of, of raising young people up, like one of my friends has a men's group that he works with, you know, young entrepreneurs and help raising them up. Mm-hmm. Um, another friend I'm in business with, and we actually, that was a great opportunity for us to do, get into business together to help, you know, young men and women, you know, find out what their calling was. Um, so I think, you know, someone told me this the other day, it's, it, it, there, there is such a thing as having too many friends because with the Facebook and Instagram and you know, the social media these days, we, we, we kind of feel like we have thousands and thousands of friends and I feel like we have to kind of go to all these different things. But the truth is, is I'm, I'm a believer that, you know, I'd rather have six core friends that I can trust 1000% and we share a mission with and we're on purpose and on journey with than 20 friends and I'm always going to a different friends thing and a different get together. There's really a focus on like if I'm in your life to help you grow, I can't be in 60 people's lives to help them grow. You know, if you're a speaker and you do that, but even I would even argue that like even these big speakers and these world renowned, they do have their core four, core six people that they're the people that raise them up. And so it's like, it's one of those things that like the wolf pack doesn't get too big, you know, it, it stays <laughs> tight knit because, you know, you want to protect that. You want to protect the relationships of your spouses um, and the spouses of the people that you're, your friendship, your friends with. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's a combination of being on purpose and then also a combination of you can't, you know, extend that to too many people, that level of intimacy, I would say, and like in relationship to Absolutely. too many people. Um, and then also like, 
like my friends weed out other friends. So like we'll go on trips with other friends and we'll say, Hey, that was great. But like, I wasn't able to say this, this, and this that I would usually say, I felt like it wasn't, and we're like, all right, that's not, you know, that's not a good fit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would be selective on who you choose to be friends with. Um, and it's not, I also like had to be okay with the fact that the people that the relationships that I had in the past, they had to go. Yeah. And like, I had to let them go. And that's I think that's the hardest thing. Cause that's dude, the, some of the loneliest times of my life was when I said, wow, I can't be friends with these people anymore. And I'm alone. And like, I remember that prayer where I was like, I'm alone, God, you need to send me the right relationships. And that was when I was like, I had zero friends, like friends, friends of what we were just talking about. I, had, I mean, I have tons of people. You go on my Instagram, I have a ton of friends, right? Um, but I think that's when I had to, you kind of have to go to this place of, okay, you have to eliminate some people. Um, and then you're going to bring new people, new people in, but they're going to raise you up to the next level. Whoa. So, and I'm curious because, um, these aren't just friends that you have, uh, you know, in your sphere of influence on your, on a personal level. These are also people, uh, that you can, you're potentially doing business with, um, mm -hmm. expanding the marketplace, expanding your mission. Like you're on mission with all of these people. This is what we call home team. You know, home team is not only the the most important relationship, which is our marriage and our children, because I mean, I'd be completely remiss to try to grow a marketplace if I couldn't grow my own family in terms right. of, you know, of spiritual, uh, you know, leadership and maturity. Um, but when it comes to business, you know, this is what I think oftentimes gets missed and why it was so important that you said you had to be able to step back from relationships that weren't on mission with you. Um, just share again, cause you're, again, I'm sure a lot of people are like thinking, well, I'd like to hear about some digital marketing because that's, there's some, you know, meat and potatoes there, but can you just share what you've learned in, um, your, the, the way that you have course corrected in relationship building and how that correlates and cross pollinates and finds its way to have the same principles in business? Because if you're doing life with them, you're doing business with them, which means that there's probably some very, very, some, you know, similar, um, aligned strategies there, I would guess. Yeah, you know, the first thing I did was um, was created what I call a relationship action plan. Um, and so when I had, and this kind of sounds a little bit businessy, but it's okay. it, it, it's it's um it basically I write down, you know, I I I've gotten this download of where God wants me to be, where I'm when I go. Here's what here's what your gifts are, and I think of things every, very black and white and like in boxes because that's how I do business. But got this plan. God wants me to go here. Here's my gifts. Um, and then, okay, who are the people that I need to be associated with? But it's different from who do I need to connect with so I can, they can help me, but who can I add value to that could also, you know, take this, this, and this is no longer my thing, my idea for me to make a lot of money. It's God's plan to, to, you know, bring, you know, more of him to earth. Right. So it's a yeah. different calling. Um, but I created this plan. I wrote down everybody's names. Um, and these different relationships that I was going to nurture and I was going to nurture them for the sake of making, getting business out of them. And the truth is, is I only do business, really do business with two out of my five friends, but the other three, like give advice. They give me uh, strategic connections. I give them strategic connections. You know, it's very, very much a two way street. Um, but I think that that's kind of, you know, I was very, I'm very specific and we're, we can kind of be upfront and open um, but I also think that you need to get a feel, you know, you need to have that feeling of this is a good thing. Um, and so I think that one of the things with getting into business with friends is making sure that it feels right on both sides and not just something that, and I, and I, 
again, I'm going to go back to saying if it's God's calling and you really are confident and that's what his calling is, and if it won't be pushy and it won't feel like it's inorganic, it'll be fair, very organic. Things will go often, I, I found, smoother than you would have, you would have, expect, or would have expected. Um, but like, you know, for one of my relationships, I just kind of gave advice. I helped, you know, design a book cover, you know, didn't charge, you know, I didn't charge anything just as friends. We were just hanging out and did certain things. They saw certain gifts. I saw certain gifts in them. And like you said, it's, I found people that are the opposite of what I am, you know? So I have certain skills and talents and I have certain weaknesses. I found people that, and that's, I mean, that's the business one-on-one. You go into business with people that have the opposite talents of you, and so you balance each other out and you basically want to cover the, the, you know, the majority of the major um, pieces of a business in between your relationship because most businesses start there and some, some stay there forever. Um, but you want to be able to that you make sure that you can cover the majority. So if you're both idea people, it's probably not going to work out. You know, It's funny because I was just – I have a mastermind that I'm a part of and we all have a small group. And the one girl was saying that the last couple of people she's hired – uh, haven't worked out because they're too much like her. And I think we have a tendency to do that. Like I said, I would do the same thing. I would hire someone with a personality like mine because I want to get along with them, but that might not mean I need them for business because they don't complete yeah. me. The same way Angelique mm-hmm. is kind of a 180 from who I am, but she completes <laughs> us in our marriage. Yeah. Right. You know? So I said, maybe when you go to hire this person, instead of having an in-person interview, and, and instead of them asking them questions, which they might feel leading into you, just say, look at my website, look at my IG, and tell me where you think I'm, I'm missing something. Yeah, and that person will be a truth teller in your life and say, I like this and this, but you're totally missing out on this, this, and this, and now you have some synergy. And you're going to find, I mean, like we were saying before, if your friend group is not like, I found that people have, who have friends that are all like themselves are just looking for people to reaffirm the, the bad habits that they already have. I call yes. them rubber versus, stamps. Rubber right. Stamps. Versus if your friend group is diversified and everybody has unique skills, like I can honestly say like everybody has uni- like very, very unique skill sets. It creates an environment where business is, you know, is usually a good, is more often than not a good idea because you're very different from each other. So you pull different you know, you, you pull different areas of a business if you were to launch something. Um, but I think if your friend, friend group is all the same people as you, yep. then that's where you like, that's an instant red flag as in, hey, probably need to get a new friend group. Um, but then also, you know, you're probably not gonna be able to do business with them because you're not gonna, you're gonna have to, essentially, you're gonna have to hire out a lot of other people to do the stuff that you guys disagree on. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> totally true. And, and as, we, as we start to dive a little bit into more about you and where you're headed, tell us what you're most excited about, not maybe in the next couple of days or weeks, but what are you most excited about maybe the next six months, the next year? Man, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, I had told you at the beginning I'd worked, I was working in a lot of different areas of business, um, from the social media to running Facebook ads to designing courses, designing programs, designing brick-and-mortar businesses, products. Um, and I've shifted into doing more of being, not doing more of being a full-time consultant. Um, and so I, you know, I work with businesses one-on-one um, and medium to high growth businesses, businesses that have, you know, have already created a pro- have created a product, but are looking to kind of net get it to the next level. Um, and so now all, actually all my clients, I can actually say that as of two weeks ago, all of my clients um, I work with an, on a strategic consulting side, which essentially is, you know, when you're building a house, I'm the architect that builds the blueprint for the house and also meets with the builders to make sure that the house gets built exactly how 
you wanted it to be built. Um, and so I think, you know, for the next six months, the thing I'm most excited about is the fact that, you know, I really feel like I'm working in my lane and in my gifting. I, I, there's, I mean, very few calls and uh, consulting sessions that I do where both myself and my client aren't just, you know, super, you know, we're on the same level and we're really growing we're, we're making them more money. So I would say that just like more of that, you know, more of what's going on right now. I, I, our goal is to double our, uh, the amount of people that we work with over the next six months, which is going to be great. Um, and just doing, you know, doing what God called me to do. You know, I think that at the end of the day, um, you know, I pray with my team. Um, I pray with most of my clients. Um, and we, and we, and my purpose is, you know, for them is to make sure that, you know, what, what their calling is and what God put them on the earth to do, they can do to the best of their ability. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm pumped about. So piggybacking off that last comment, um, when you say you pray with your clients, for the people out there who, who might, uh, their faith might not be as strong or they might not feel comfortable mixing their faith in their business. We know that, we know that God blesses, uh, the, the kingdom economy, you know, even more so. What advice would you give for people who feel like there's a disconnect between their business and making money and their faith? Because that's a common misconception. Well, in regards to praying with clients and, and staff, if you're not on the same, if they're, if they're on your same mission, if your staff's on your mission, I, I like it's God's mission. I'm going to pray with them, whether they like it or not, they love it, but that's just how it's going to be. And if they're like, Hey, I don't want to work with you anymore. Or I have negative thoughts about you because you're praying. Well, then they'll probably leave anyways, or they'll get weeded out anyways. Um, I think from a client's perspective, I really look at, and I'm not being biased. I just think, I just look at, I really like share my faith with my clients earlier on so that they know kind of where I stand and I kind of know where they stand. And I, it's not that I don't work with people that don't have faith. It's just, it's, it's a lot harder because my business is centered around this kind of finding out what your God given purpose is and then really just uh, dissolving that, making sure that your entire business is running and you're working in your best skill set. Um, so there's a lot of, there, I've had it happen before to actually twice. And those are the two clients I don't have anymore where there was so much incongruency, even with communication and, um, and setting, um, you know, especially as a consultant, kind of setting kind of just the, the borders or the, you know, um, things that they can't cross and can cross. Um, so I, I, I think in terms of alignment, um, it kind of, I think that you kind of have to, and now at the same time, there are people that I work with that are not, you know, agencies and other companies that I work with that are not. I think that the biggest thing for me is like, I just make sure that when they know that this guy loves Jesus mm. at the end of the day. So like if they see my, like my social media, man, I got, I got hammered when I started posting once a week, a faith, you know, a faith quote or a faith, you know, message. And I even, you know, friends of mine, same thing got hammered. But the truth is, is like, I know I'm on a calling from God to do this. And so like, even just thinking back to like the story of David, like certain things were not lined up for him, but he did it anyways, because he was told to, he, you know, he had a chance to murder Saul, you know, at, at, at a point and it was, you know, this, you know, God, this is not what God said to do. And I think if God's, God's telling you to, you know, share your faith with people that you're in business with, just do it. It's, it's not like, I've never had it be a bad experience. Now on social media, I got hit a little bit, but you know what? I don't want those followers anyways, you know? Oh, yeah. um, so it's I like- them every day too. But right. I gain, I gain ones to replace them right. when they're searching. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was, I don't know if that's, that's, uh, that made sense, that but answer. that would be my advice. I love that answer, David, because people need to hear that. People need to hear that from a young, successful uh, entrepreneur. 
You know, um, we need to bring stories like yours to the light because people will want to categorize a Christian. Oh, this person, they're probably 50 or 60. They're old fashioned, hanging on to their uh, old Christian values. You're a young man. You love Jesus. You're successful. You're working in the digital marketing space. You're, you're on the forefront of technology. You have a wolf pack. You have fun. You have a life. You know, you can have it all and still love Jesus. That's what I love. And for you to come out and say that, I think, is exactly what I, sure, I wanted you to say it, but I think a lot of people needed to hear that as well. Completely. So, and just kind of wrapping up, because I'm pretty sure people are going to want to know, um, especially if they're on here listening, they're either, you know, typically entrepreneurs and, or ha have a business, or want a business. In terms of digital marketing, in terms of what you do and working within your gifts, are there like three things that you could say um, when you first sit down with a client that you're looking for or that you're asking so that you can help move the needle in that direction for them in the way that this landscape changes so quickly? Yeah. And again, I'll go back to, you know, creating the blueprint for the house. Yeah. I'm looking at the land. I'm looking at the environment. I'm looking at, you know, um, what their current business is. So the first step is really kind of like, in a, you know, we, we just sit down for 15 minutes and I just ask a lot of questions um, and get as much data as I can about the environment, the landscape on what we can do. What size house can we build? What um, do you already have something there that needs to be remodeled? Um, and in terms of, you know, the digital space that is always changing. Um, and I think that the biggest problem or the biggest mistake that many make when they're kind of trying to work themselves up the ladder is number one, they, they, they don't have a great product. They have a good product, but, and it's, it's not saying that it couldn't be a great product, but it's just, it hasn't been um, developed enough. You haven't spoken with enough people to really develop it. Um, that's number one. Number two is once it's developed, really developing a strategy that, that prioritize the, the first things first. Um, I think with social media, because it's always changing, you really don't have a lot of room for error when it comes to the decisions that you make on what teams you work with, how you run Facebook ads, how you, you know, uh, if you have a website, how you set up your website, there's, there's a formula and the formula is always changing. And so, um, you know, the second thing we do is we develop a strategy. And then the third thing we do is we bring our team alongside mainly for accountability and project management. We, we create the, you know, the, the plan, but then we, we bring alongside other agencies. So if, if companies need better ads teams or need better branding or they need better uh, customer service, we find those people and we bring those people alongside them. Um, and we mainly work with uh, CEOs. So people that own a company that have a staff um, and really helping them getting to getting into what their gift is um, in, in within their business. So again, f finding out what that really core idea is that you're going to bring to light vetting out who your avatar is, who's that, who's that person that you would want that you, you want to bring that idea to, and then really creating a robust strategy that take into, takes into account that, Hey, we can't just focus on running Facebook ads all the time or running Google SEO or Google AdWords um, or a website to carry us. Because the truth is, is the environment always changes. You know, the Facebook environment always changes. The Instagram ads environment is always changing. Um, how, you, if you're, if you're a blog article or a writer and you want to write articles, the length and how you structure your articles is always changing. Um, so I think it's, you know, where we, 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 um, bring value as we know the environment we were, I mean, I spend all day long on phone calls and studying and researching the environment and working with my with the businesses that I work with, which I would say is the most value that I have is I work with a lot of other businesses, um, that are doing the same thing that you're doing. Um, and so we're able to kind of, 
constantly, it's kind of like having that friendship, you know, if you will, um, of people that do a lot of different things that you don't do that can help advise you and, and, and kind of bring you to the promised land. Hmm. That's awesome. So David, tell us um, where they can find you. And I don't know if you're, I know you said you're trying to grow, um, you know, grow your client list, but tell us where they can find you to either, you know, look into what you offer or perhaps um, listen to some things that you have to share. Say that one more time. You just broke up. Can you tell the audience where they can find you? Because I know that you're trying to a grow uh, something that you offer and, or B just listen to what you have to share. Yeah, so you can. I have a uh, a podcast called the Within Reach Podcast on on iTunes and Spotify, all the all the places. Um, you can find me on Instagram at at drdavidm2hill. That's T as in Tom O U H I L L. Um, if you have any interest in working with me um, on a digital side, um, you can go to my website. It's meetwithdrdave.com. Meetwithdrdave.com. And there's an area there where you can just you know uh, schedule a call with me and. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. I think, you know, my content is a lot of the stuff we talked about is really a, a lot of the foundation of the content that you'll see that I'll put out um, on social media of uh, finding out, you know, finding out what your God given gift is and then um, you know, really delivering it to the world. Awesome message, brother. I love it. Such a pleasure to see you today and, and hear from you. Um, so many of the things that you told us about, I think, really hit home. They're valuable. And uh, I just want to say, you know, God bless you and your business. and. I know that you're going to reach a lot of more people because uh, you just do things the right way. And I appreciate that. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Me too. Thank you so much, David. Listeners, look him up. He can bring a lot of value to your life and your business.